Welcome back. Joining me as we take a look at the factors moving markets is Aniki Van Royen from My Wealth Investments. Thank you so much for your time, Aniki. The markets really seem to be undecided at the moment. You're kind of seeing the JSC wanting to pause there a little bit. The U.S. markets are in the green. The European markets are experiencing a risk-off sentiment. Are markets really at this point just waiting for the next big catalyst? Hello, Zanotti. Thank you. Yes, I think so. Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of things are happening. We've we've seen bad news with the current account that's been announced, as you have mentioned. But I think it's mostly global factors that are influencing the market right now, and the investors are in a wait and see mood until tomorrow. I don't think anybody wants to preempt what's going to happen with that non-farm payrolls. Uh, number that will be announced tomorrow after the testimony of Jerome Powell earlier this week. And he's made it pretty clear that uh, if the numbers continue to be strong and beat expectations, we will probably be, be in for a 50 basis points rate yeah. hike at the next meeting on the 21st of March. So that's what everybody is waiting for right now. Yeah, I was also trying to figure out what print we could get tomorrow with those non-farm payrolls because yesterday we did have the ADP private payrolls increasing more than expected. But then today you had initial jobless claims for last week increasing. So not really sure where that labor market is at this point. So we will wait and see for tomorrow. Let's uh, get straight into the um, updates, the company updates that came out of the JC today, starting off with insurance. Uh, Sunlam, not really uh, a lot of reaction from the market on that stock today. Uh, they did come mm -hmm. out with a headline earnings per share increasing by a tip at 3%, but then saying its key earnings metric, which is a net results from a financial services growing 8%, reaching a record and exceeding that 10 billion rand mark for the first time, dividend growing by 8%. What did you zoom on in in those details? Um, well, Sunlam has been very active in the corporate corporate activity space, corporate actions, and they have acquired a lot of new businesses. So obviously that has been to their advantage. And I think they, like the banks, they are also very well positioned in a post-COVID world in terms of their balance sheet and provisions um, and less claims to pay out in their case. So I think it's a solid result, but I think it's priced in. That share price is already up about 20% over the past year, and I think that's why you saw a muted reaction today. And um, I still think that longer term, Sunlam does offer very good value at these levels. They will probably focus now to bed down all these new businesses. So I think um, we can look forward to exciting things from Sunlam going yeah. forward. I take your point there that uh, it's already been priced in because they have been undergoing these strategic movements for the last uh, three years and, and very good on them uh, because this is a very competitive environment in a sluggish economy. So all you can do is really try to grow your revenue streams and your market share. Let's go into mm -hmm. Standard Bank, another counter that's also in a very competitive environment. They came out with actually very good results. Headline earnings per, sh uh, per share surging 33%, uh, dividend climbing 38%. And they're saying that they're ahead of schedule in delivering on their 2025 commitments. Would you say that Standard Bank knocked the ball out the park? Yeah, I think that was a brilliant result. Um, obviously, they really are in a position to benefit from the higher interest rates as boosting their margins. Also, in a post-COVID world, very, very well positioned. And um, I think we can still look forward to good 
earnings coming from Standard Bank. Uh, what was also notable was the uh, reduction in their cost to income ratio. I think that was quite impressive. And then, of course, the, turner, the turnaround in Liberty, uh, which now falls under Standard Bank completely, also out their numbers. And I actually do think that at these levels, Standard Bank is still a buy. Yeah. Well, let's go into another bank, Capitec. They released a trading update today, and that share price was down 2%. Uh, they expect headline earnings per share for the year to climb by between 13% and 16%. That's less than a fifth. And we just spoke about Standard Bank with headline earnings per share up by a third. Uh, Ned Bank yesterday up by a fifth. So is this earnings picture... Uh, this earnings growth picture that uh, Capitec has reported on today really just reconfirming how expensive the stock is? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so because Capitec has always been expensive and I actually think this pullback offers a buying opportunity. Okay. I think the, the disappointing number in, in the trading update that we've seen must come from increased competition from the retailers. You and I have discussed this on a show previously, yeah. and I think that is what's filtering through. Yeah, that's my humble opinion. Yeah, but um, I do think it it offers an entry level. Ah, uh, let's check in on Northern Platinum. So they came out with two sets of updates today, and they they updated us on the corporate action when it comes to RB Plat, um, saying that uh, because uh, Implats has withdrawn complaints against them against the takeover regulation or regulatory panel uh, that they can finally finalize their uh, updated the offer that they boosted uh, for RB Platt last year. Just the withdrawal of that complaint by Implats, does that open the door further for Implats <laughs> to actually let go of the deal and let Northern take it? Look, I, I am not been following this corporate action closely, yeah. but if I just apply my logic, yeah. I don't think so, because yeah. you would have seen a much greater reaction on the market today, and it was a pretty muted reaction. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see until there's more detail yeah. available, but based on the information that, that was published today, I don't think one should... should uh, make that conclusion just ah. yet. And actually just on their uh, results, uh, the trading statement that they updated, seeming like they're performing better than all the other uh, platinum miners. Uh, anything to say about that? Uh, it was a brilliant result. And um, I mean, I don't know if you can really compare them to the other miners because yeah. in terms of market, they are much, much smaller. Ah. Um, but they also have that Elon's mine, which is a, a very nice cash generator for them. Uh, um, so I think most investors probably prefer the, the other two amplats and implants because of the larger market caps. Uh, I mean, myself, I play the other two um, just purely because of a market cap uh, that's right. larger than more of them. All right. I hear you there, Aniki. Well, let's get to your stock pick for today. I'm Zanotti. I think I'm going to go with my next tranche of anglers at these levels. They've pulled back quite significantly um, to, along with all the other commodity stocks on the market. And I still think that I would deploy capital towards companies that are exposed to the Chinese economy that is starting to recover. We've seen um, updated GDP growth numbers of 5%. People were disappointed, but I think that's far more realistic than the 
you know, the numbers that were published in the past. Yeah. And also the, the, the lack of investment on the supply side bodes very well for commodities going forward. So I'd like to buy another tranche of Anglos. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights today. Aniki, that was Aniki Van Royen from My Wealth Investments.